In the dog world, timing is everything. Timing tells the dog how to feel about certain situations, what to do when things are said to them. And so in this episode, we're going to be talking about timing because timing is everything. And we're also going to talk about how this can help and of course, how this can hurt you. Let's dive into it next. Welcome to this week's Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast episode. I'm always excited to be talking to you guys about everything dogs. And I guess if you don't know, I am Jake from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We are an online dog training website. Uh, We're progressively going to be adding more things. Right now we have a course on there called Welcome Home. So if you're getting a dog or you just got a dog, and you're looking for some tips and tricks and training and making sure you're prepared, definitely check that one out. You can go there at ondogtrainingacademy.com. And uh, if you're interested in just staying up to date, you can hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand side of the page, and you'll be able to get into our email list where you'll just get emails every once in a while. I promise we do not bog you down with a bunch of spammy, waste-of-time emails. We definitely... Feel your pain on those, and we do not want that to be us. So we will not be bogging you down. We'll just send you updates as they come up. Also, if you guys want, you can check us out on our Facebook page. That's the Learn, Laugh, Bark Facebook page or the On Dog Training Academy Facebook page. I will link both of those in the description uh, below this episode, so you can definitely check that out. Uh, You can go on the Facebook page. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Definitely give us some input. We always love to hear from our listeners, so please definitely jump in and do that. And then, of course, we are on TikTok and Instagram as well, and I will link those in the description below as well. So before we get going on this week's episode, I do want to take a second to thank everybody who's been listening and sharing sharing these episodes, sharing this podcast, and kind of slowly building us up. We have, uh, we're definitely seeing an increase in, in listeners, and we really appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody who's taking their time to listen because we are just here to help you. We're help, here to help you with your dog, uh, and really, we're doing this just because this is a passion of ours. And um, and definitely want to give a shout out, even though she doesn't do much for podcasting, like you won't hear her voice a lot. I want to give a shout out to my wife Jenny for all the work she does uh, on the backside of, of not only our website, but the podcast and everything. She's definitely a big uh, contributor to this. So even though you don't hear her voice, she's definitely, definitely important to this whole thing. But thank you guys for listening. We absolutely appreciate this. And uh, we look forward to continuing to produce more and more episodes about whatever it is you want to talk about, whatever it is that's being talked about, whether it's in the news or just things we're seeing uh, popping up in conversations. So thank you again, but let's go ahead and dive into this week's conversation. Um, it's the, the conversation this week is talking about timing. Now, we're going to go through a few different things uh, about timing, and there's some that are obvious and some that I think people forget about. Um, and, and like I mentioned before, timing can absolutely help in your training. It can help in your dog's life, but it can also hurt it can also ruin. So we need to make sure that 
we're really aware of our timing on when we're giving treats, reactions, whatever. And we'll be talking about those all shortly here. Um, so the first thing when it comes to timing is kind of talk about what timing is. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Timing is anytime, in my opinion, at least this is the way I'm viewing it for this episode, is when you're tying two things together. When you're tying together a, a response and a behavior, or a behavior and a response, depending on how you want to categorize it, or whether you're giving treats or, or whatever, it's, it's, it's putting two things together. How are they relating to each other, and what can be brought up from this? So this is definitely something that I enjoy talking about, but it's something that needs to be talked about, I think. The first one, when it comes to timing, is corrections. So corrections, I think it's, it's an obvious. Timing thing is obvious. You want to make sure your dog understands, regardless of what your correction is or your punishment is, whether it's a, a leash correction or if it's a timeout or if it's a spray bottle or if it's whatever you're doing, I, it doesn't matter. The timing is so critical for this. Your dog has to understand why they're, 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 they're the correction's coming. Why did this happen? If you correct the dog for peeing on the carpet 20 minutes after the dog peed on the carpet, the likelihood the dog's going to understand that that correction is because of peeing on the carpet is pretty low. You know, it, the, the timing is significantly off. Your dog will probably say, well, I'm just sitting here chewing on my bone. You corrected me for chewing on my bone. So now you're, you're associating two things that you didn't mean to, dog chewing on the bone and correction. So you have to be super careful with this. You know, in, in my opinion, the two have to directly correlate to each other. So like the dog's peeing on the carpet almost like as it's happening, that's where maybe you add your correction if that's what you're going to do. Let's say your dog is pulling on leash. Well, you want to make sure your corrections are timed according to the dog pulling on leash. You don't want to correct the dog. This is way, obviously people don't do this, but you don't want to correct your dog when your dog is walking on the side of you because they pulled on leash 10 seconds ago. You want to do it as it's happening. You want to have it be connected so it's really easy to understand. Um, corrections can be tricky, so you need to be really careful because you need to understand that your dog is, well, you need to, to make sure your dog is understanding that the correction is coming for a specific behavior because it's not always clear. I've, had, I've, I've seen people use like an e-collar and they're teaching their dog a recall. And the dog, they tell the dog to come, and the dog ignores them, so they correct them. And instead of the dog going, I'm being corrected because I'm not coming, the dog goes, this part of the wall or this part of the floor bit me. So now instead of going, oh, I better come when I'm called because otherwise I'll be corrected, the dog goes, I don't want to go over to this part of the, of the room because this floor bites me. And so it was a bad timing, and it was a bad understanding. We talked about this in episodes past about making sure dogs understand why they're being corrected, and I think that's important, but also the timing. Like, the dog ignored the person, started to sniff the ground, and then the correction happened, and from lack of understanding what the correction was and lack of understanding, uh, lack of a good a good timing, the dog just thought the, the floor shocked him. So you really want to be careful and clear, and really honestly, when I'm using corrections, timing is really important, but like I mentioned before, making sure the dog understands why they're being corrected. So I do a lot of like, before I correct the dog, I'm doing pre-training. I'm making sure I'm sh teaching the dog what I want them to do, and then I'll correct them if they're choosing not to do it later, once I know they understand it. But be real careful with that. 
The next one is rewards. This one, in my opinion, rewards sound, is always such a great um, phrase or a great word. Oh, I get to reward my dog. That's good. The problem with the, that can happen though is is if your timing is off from your rewards, you may rewarding your be rewarding your dog for the behavior you don't want, or you may be rewarding your dog for something completely unrelated to what you actually want to be rewarding. Um, for instance, uh, uh, let's say your dog sits. Okay, and you want to reward them for the sit. The dog puts their paw up on your arm. I see this a lot. Dog puts their paw up on their arm and they get the treat. Now, in your mind, you're rewarding them for that sit, but maybe in your dog's mind, you're rewarding them for the paw going up on your arm. Thus, then starts to build that behavior where the dog starts to do it more and more. And you're like, I don't know where this came from. So you need to be super careful with that stuff. Like when you're administering, when you're giving the reward, what your dog is doing right before that is also equally as important as when you marked the behavior. So if I say sit, and the dog sits, and I say yes, and I'm going in to give him a treat, and the dog barks at me, I'm probably not going to want to give him the treat. Even though I said yes, I'm probably not going to give him the treat, and I'll start over. Or at least I'll delay it and be quiet, and then give him the treat. The dog needs to understand that it's the sit. In the end, it's the sit. Because if the dog goes bark and then food gets administered, well, the dog's probably going to bark again. You know, it's the same thing with with uh, how people are using food in general. Now, timing, we're doing timing in training all the time, all the time. Timing is, is part of training. Um, you know, you'll have a dog who who is, is like barking at people and people like to use treats as like a redirect, you know, so the dog is, is super excited and barking or pulling. So what they do is they start to put the, the treat on their face, bring the dog back and then reward the dog and it seems like it's a good thing. The problem is is the timing of the reward. Giving that dog a treat as a redirect is actually teaching the dog disconnect and go out and bark and pull on leash. And then you'll just be able to turn around and get that food. So you'll start to see dogs who are barking or lunging out on leash and then immediately stop, go back to their owner and look at them like, okay, I did good, give me a treat. As opposed to a more positive or better better area or better way of, of going at it would be treating them for just treating them before they get to the point of pulling or barking or whatever and kind of keeping them under what we call threshold keeping them under that and not allowing them to get reactive and i know it can be a little bit tough but we see it a lot where people's timing is off and it's actually reinforcing the behavior they're trying to stop you know and and i get it i get sometimes especially when you run a crowd of people and stuff that it's really easy to or really well, it's easy to get a dog to stop bad behavior by shoving food in their face. Um, but sometimes it's doing more harm than good when, when you come out of it. Yeah, you might be able to distract your dog temporarily and get through whatever situation you're in. But at the same time, you're you're teaching that behavior. You're building and reinforcing that negative behavior. But, I mean, even though the dogs... Let's, let's just give an example here. Let's say a dog sees another dog. And lights up on him, starts to bark, goes crazy, wants to go visit, whether it's play or aggression, whatever. And you keep putting treats in their face and distracting them and redirecting them every single time. Well, that, like I said, that's probably not going to stop the the barking and the lunging. It may stop the, the, the thought or change the thought process. So instead of the dog going, let's say the dog's aggressive towards other dogs. Instead of now the dog going, I'm going to bark and lunge because I want to kill you. They're now saying, I want to bark and lunge because I get food. So you could say, yeah, it's a better 
mental space for them to be in. However, the image and what the dog is doing is still the same, and we need to change that too. So you want to be really careful with your timing. Very, very careful with your timing on that. You know, and obviously too with rewards, you know, it's just being careful. You just you just want to make sure if I say sit, you're getting reward for that sit. If I say down, you're getting rewarded for that down. If anything happens between the the giving of the reward and the behavior you asked them to do, if something bad comes up or something that you don't like comes up, it's okay to not give them the treat. I know typically the rule is if you mark the behavior, you reward the behavior. But in my opinion, if there is something that happens between when you mark and when you administer the reward that is not desirable, don't give the reward. Break that rule and be like, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to try again. Because again, you don't want to build. Every time you tell a dog sit, they bark and then you treat them, but you're treating them for the sit, but they're thinking it's the bark. We don't need to build those confused patterns or behaviors. It just becomes kind of a pain in the butt. The next one here that we're going to talk about, and this is the last one we're going to talk about, but it's kind of a long-winded one, is reactions. Now, not dog reactions, your reactions. How you react to certain situations, your timing of things will greatly affect your dog's behavior. Um, I can give you a lot of different examples. Um, I'll start with, with jumping. So the dog's jumping on you, and your reaction or your, your, your timing is when the dog jumps, you put your hands on the dog, push them onto the ground. And every time the dog jumps, you grab, you push, put your hands on them, push them to the ground. Well, in your in your eyes, you're discouraging jumping by pushing the dog off. In your dog's eyes, the timing of you touching them is reinforcing that jumping behavior because you're probably not punching them. I definitely don't say do that. Do not do that. You know, there's no harm. There's no pain. You're touching them, which is most of the time when dogs jump on you, what they want. And so the dog's going, oh, okay, I jump on you, you touch me, that's great. And then if I jump on you, you touch me again, cool. So there's ways to go about jumping that don't involve that. Um, and that's basically going to have to be saved for another episode just because it's, it's, jumping's a whole thing of its own. But honestly, it's, it's how you're reacting, the timing of your reaction. Dog jumps hands on him right away, okay? Another one is barking, okay? So even, even if we're not rewarding the behavior in the sense that we would think we're rewarding the behavior um dogs can perceive it as as a reward so like if the dog barks and they're barking for attention a lot of times dogs do this and your response is the time to shut up be quiet shut up or what or whatever you're acknowledging that behavior in a not in a negative way because the dog's not going oh gosh you said what oh that's bad your dog's gonna go oh i got your attention let me tell you and so the dog's learning, this is how I get your attention. I bark at you, you pay attention to me. So even though in your mind, and this is probably because humans are really good at amplifomorphizing uh, dogs, in your mind, you're telling your dog to shut up and be quiet. In your dog's mind, you're acknowledging their complaint or them barking. You're acknowledging them, and that's a good thing. So you want to be careful with that. I'm more for barking. I'm more to like squirt bottles or anything, something like that. Something that's going to be at least perceived as a slight negative as opposed to just talking to them or yelling at them. I've seen people and dogs and <laughs> it's kind of funny and kind of sad at the same time. I've seen people and dogs get in arguments 
you know, whether it's in classes or, or, or just out in public or whatever, where the dog's barking, the owner's telling them, shut up, be quiet. The dog's snapping back, or not snapping, but barking back at them. And they just go back and forth and back and forth. And, and when you watch the body language of the two, the person and the dog, typically what you see is the, the, the person is frustrated, whether it's embarrassed, whatever, they're frustrated and they're trying to get the dog to be quiet. And they're like, quiet, shut up, shut up. And the dog continues to bark. You look at the dog's body language, and that dog is sitting there, ears perked up, tail wagging, looks like it's smiling because they're having a conversation with you and you're paying attention to them. And they think they should be the whole, your whole world, your whole universe. So they're happy as, as, as heck thinking, hey, you're finally acknowledging me here. So think about that. Like Think about those type of timing things. Um, the last one then that I'll, I'll mention here, and this is from something I learned through personal experience and also just a lot working with a lot of clients, but this one is definitely a personal experience too, is like storms and fireworks. So a lot of times when the fireworks or storms, like we get thunderstorms where we live and sometimes they take us by surprise. Now, as a kid growing up, thunder goes and it's super loud and your reaction's always like, whoa, my God, and you go look outside, whatever. And that, of course, kind of leaks over into adulthood. When you get startled by thunder, you're like, holy cow, and, and and maybe you go look at the window or you go see whatever. Or even if, like, let's say there's hail or something going on outside or fireworks or whatever, you want to, like, get up quickly, go to the window, and look and see. And the problem with that is those actions are telling your dog, you're nervous, so maybe I should be nervous. And if your dog starts to think you're nervous and you're supposed to be the leader, right? You're supposed to be the one in charge. Well, if the leader or the alpha, however you want to label it, is afraid, then the other, the rest of the pack probably should be afraid. So you want to be careful. It's taken me a lot of practice, but I have now learned when there's fireworks or if there's thunder, I try not to react. I might like look at Jenny or look that look at Jenny and be like, "Well, that was really loud." Calmly. Everything I'm doing is calm about it because I don't want to pop up and be like, holy cow, crap, what was that? And like run to the door, run to the window, and my dog follow me like, oh, is that something we need to be worried about? Like you can see because when the thunder happens or when the lightning happens, my reaction is a stimulated elevation and energy. The dog starts to then stimulate and elevate in energy when thunder happens just based off of the timing of what I'm doing. And so they, they kind of see our reactions and then they sort of in, a, in their own little way mimic it. So it's always really um, something to think about, something to be really careful about because we don't want our dogs to build negative associations with things um, because the timing was bad or because our reaction times were, were terrible. So kind of think about that when you're training with your dogs and working with your dogs. Think about your actions because your actions are going to cause a reaction from the dog whether it's a reaction as in barking again or reaction as in your dog says oh okay so when i when when you tell me to sit before i get the treat i have to put my paw on you so here's my action here's my reaction to that i put my paw on you then i get the food and so we just want to be careful we want to watch our timing and make sure that there's no detours in our timing it should be basically I mark the behavior, I treat the behavior. We want to make sure that's A and B. Because if it's like A and C, and there's something in the middle, that B, 
that can be confusing. A is the treat, B is reward. Boom, boom. Nothing to confuse, nothing to fog up the middle, especially if it's a behavior that's not desired. So just kind of think about that while you're training, guys. Pay attention to what's happening between the marker and the administration or the giving of the reward. Think about corrections. Think about your timing with corrections. Think about making sure your dog fully understands the reason for corrections because that timing can really screw things can screw things up. And then obviously your timing with reactions to certain things. Uh, like I said, in the dog world, in the dog training world, timing is super duper incredibly crazy important. I think it isn't just every animal, every person's life. Um, there's certain things where it's just bad timing, bad things or good timing and you build associations and stuff. I mean, heck, it's just to get off topic here for a second, I, uh, I get migraines about once a year, twice a year. And at one point I could feel a migraine coming on when I was, this was years and years ago when I was working for a company, I took my lunch break and I was eating a sandwich, this like Walmart bought whatever sub sandwich. And to this day, to this day, I cannot eat those sub sandwiches. They just make me feel gross and I want to get sick when I eat them. Not because they're bad, because they're not, but because of the timing of when I ate it. I started getting this migraine and this migraine grew through lunch and I was trying to eat hoping that would help. And now basically I associate the sub sandwich and the migraine. And so now I just can't eat them. And that was over 10 years ago. It's absolutely crazy to think, but that was over 10 years ago. And still to this day, I have this bad kind of ugh feeling, you know, people can probably relate to like drinking. There's certain alcoholic drinks that you probably overdid, which then caused you to get sick. So there's that whole association. So we just want to be careful with our timing. That is another story for a whole other episode, probably not even dog related. Anyways, um, Hopefully you guys learned uh, learned some stuff from this podcast, hope, from this episode. Uh, hopefully you guys share this with people. Uh, let's keep growing this podcast. Let's get this thing huge. I want people to be educated. I want people to learn. I want people to hear things that are going on and be able to hopefully apply it to their life with their dogs and improve things and have a happy, healthy life where not only you guys are happy and not only your dog is happy, but you're both happy. That is always our goal. We want to create this very nice balanced relationship between you and your dog and we just want everyone happy so thank you guys for listening of course you can check out ondogtrainingacademy.com uh, also jump over to our facebook page you can go onto our tiktok page you can do our instagram page we're all over the place right now so definitely check those out they will be linked in the discussion or in the topic thing below check that out guys and of course like always we'll see you next week